in giving us Jesus. Got it? All right. So let's get into this a little bit. I won't, I'll be able to give you just a little bit, not much. Put me 25 minutes on the clock. I think I can do it in that amount of time. You saying something with your eyes? Come here. I see you. You sure? All right. Y'all all right? Can I have 25 minutes? Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. What, what that mean, Faith? You did like that. What that mean? Okay. <laughs> they be talking, y'all. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 14. Jeremiah chapter 29, at the 830 service, a young lady said, she said, Pastor, I took off the day and you did that. You didn't give me a word. I need a word. I said, I gave you, you had a word. I said, remember I said that we're supposed to operate at 10. I said, are you operating at 10 in your life? She said, most of my life. So I said, well, what's your car look like? She got quiet. I said, well, that go your word. God said, clean your car. <laughs> she said, all right then, pastor. No, that's your word. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, some of you are a cleanup away from the blessing. Because why would God give you something new when you're messing up what's already in you? Why would God give you something out of his hand when he's already looking at what you're doing with what's in your hand? Why would God want to give you something that he died for and he looking at how you treat what you gave blood, sweat, and tears for? And you mistreating what you got. You... We talking about better together. Why, why you want God to fix your husband, but, but you're not willing to fix you? So you want him to heal your heart, and you hadn't fixed your mouth to only damage what he healed. Why you want God to fix your wife, but you won't fix your leadership skills? That it's always what you say, but you don't lead by example. Why you want God to correct your children to make them obedient when you keep acting nasty and dirty? When they're only a mirror of what you do. So you want them to do what you say and not do what you do, but you the cussing fool. And you mad because you, you saw them cussing in acronyms on their text. But you cuss verbally with your words. So they just learn how to cuss from you. Why you mad because you caught her with a boyfriend and you got two running in and out of your house at nighttime and think they don't know? It quiet up in this Presbyterian church now. Why we want, why we want the white man to treat us any different than how we treat ourselves? Because we shoot more of us than they are of us. Why are you asking money from them when you keep cars in the yard with oil dripping all in it? And you say no money in our community. We're not doing right with the money that's already in our community. That it ain't their responsibility to cut our yard and you won't even cut your own yard. Get quiet up in this Presbyterian church now. Isn't it amazing that everything we normally asking for, we can kind of do it ourselves? But see, we've been lulled back into slavery. And don't even realize it. We got to do better as a people. 
Jeremiah 29, 11. I figured I'd get y'all attention with that. Look what the Bible says. Can we, can, I, so I won't have to turn that. Can you put that on the overhead for me? We just, I'm just going to deal with just a little part of this, and then I'm going to let you go. I'm not going to hold you long. Thank you all so much for trusting and hearing the voice of, of Holy Spirit through your pastor. And I promise you, as we, you, you not only see it, but as we're building it out, I'll make sure that I point it out to you so you can see that your finances were used for the purpose that we asked for it. Amen? Amen. One thing, we're going to be here. We're going to be good stewards of what the Lord allows us to have through your, your sowing and giving. Look what God says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Reading all the way to verse 14. Verse 12 says, Then shall ye call upon me. Now let's pay attention to the scripture. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Now watch this. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Verse 14, it says, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all nations and from the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I called you to be carried away captive. Now, I'm not going to have enough time to go through all of this, but because I'm just going to share a prophetic word and let you go. But could you put that scripture back up there? Because I need to correct something uh, that the Old Testament usually says, but does not mean. I'm not changing the text. I'm not adding to all killings in the in the Old Testament to say the Lord did the Lord did not do right so right here at this scripture when it says when I bring you again into the place whence I called you to be carried away to God did not cause them to be carried away to their sins caused them to be carried away okay now you got to grab hold of that because if not, you're going to be lying on God saying that when bad stuff happens to people, God makes it happen. And nothing bad. Just study it out and, and really open your mind up to, to now see God uh, 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 as a father and not just as God. Because we have Jesus now, which gives you and I the ability to look back to the Old Testament with the eyeglasses of the cross as a hermeneutic filter and we should be able to see the Old Testament and understand it more clearly now than trying to look from the old into the new that was not here yet you understand what I'm saying that because of Jesus it allows us to see the, the Old Testament was an incomplete revelation and the Bible is a progressive revelation so you can't understand everything just with the old Jesus says, search the scriptures for in them you think you have life, but they testify of me. Now that we have him, we can look back to the Old Testament and say, oh, that's what he was saying. Oh, that's what that meant. But while it was being written, they couldn't see it because the one that they were testifying about had not showed up yet. So it was a revelation or a progressive revelation being lived out. Got it? So now when we now look back with... At, with Jesus as a filter back at the Bible, we know that it was not God causing them to be carried away captive, that it was their sin and their rebellion that caused them to see something that God was trying to protect them from. Oh, God. Are you listening? Are y'all trailing with me? Yeah. See, because now we even say, you better watch it because God will get you even if he has to put you on your back. 
that comes from a misunderstanding of what the scripture was saying. You, you cannot look back at the Old Testament now without Jesus. It's a danger to do it. Okay, okay. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to help this class, Lord. You help me out, Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to correct that. So we said the goal of prayer is what? Relationship. The answer is relationship. The goal of prayer is relationship. Now, let me give you a prophetic word that God gave me. On June the 1st at 9.37 a.m., Terry, dig none, I heard this. He said, my people are losing and falling short in life and look no different than the world. Not because they can't do, but because they are operating without me. They do not understand and have not accepted that I have their lives planned out. Listen carefully. Prayer is the portal that makes known and invites my will into their lives. Let me read that again. Prayer is the portal that makes known and invites my will into their lives. I'm going to personalize it. Hear me again. Prayer is the portal that invites and makes known God's will into your life. I'm going to make another statement and it's going to blow your mind. Nothing happens in the believer's life apart from prayer. Let me say it another way. Nothing should happen in the believer's life apart from prayer. Okay, okay, okay. Listen to what he said. Prayer is the portal that makes known and invites my will into their lives, my purpose and my promises into the earth for their lives. How do they get here? Come on, talk to me. How do they get here? They get here through prayer. Listen, they don't get here through you and I doing and missing God and trying to figure it out. That's a religious way of trying to connect with God. Give me Proverbs for the sake of time because I, I don't want to go deep. Into, if I go any deeper, I'm going to have to teach the whole thing and I don't want to hold you here that long. Give me Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3 in the Amplified Bible. They'll catch me. The scripture says, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly. I'll wait for them so I, I want you to see it. Ready, read. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Stop. That then means that if your mind has yet to be renewed and if you've not taken time to get with God, your thoughts are not agreeable to his will yet. So he says, don't do anything in life until you get your thoughts in agreement to my will. And in order for you to get your thoughts in agreement to my will, you've got to roll that thought over on me. Here's what that looks like. God, I'm thinking about moving, God. I, I feel as if I need to move. I'm not sure, but I just want to roll this over on you so that this is not an emotional decision, but that I'm spirit-led in this decision. And after that, I thank you. I believe I receive in Jesus' name. Hey, now, I push it off. I push it off. I'm not trying to plan. I'm not trying to see. I, why would I try to exercise any will in my life except God's will? And the Bible says I got to roll my thoughts over to him first so I can get his will. So I'm going to keep operating where I am at my 10 and then out of 
nowhere he's going to cause my thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Watch this. And I can start planning now because my plans will be established and succeed. Believers shouldn't be failing like they're failing. We're failing because we're not praying. We're not talking with God. Faith is not backing yourself up against the corner and asking God to get you out. But if faith puts you in the corner, God is obligated to get you out. And we're doing stuff without God's permission. Give me Psalms 137. Uh, 7. Start at 5. Let me show y'all something, man. See, we don't understand salvation. Just about a month ago, I went on, after we came out of the fast, I went back on the fast myself. Didn't say nothing to y'all because I didn't want to bring y'all back into that again. I had some personal things I needed to put before God. And I found myself one night talking to God, and I said, God, I recommit this body to you. I recommit these hands to you. I recommit these eyes to you. I recommit this mouth to you. I recommit my loins to you. I recommit it all back to you. Not that I was doing anything bad, but when you get saved, it ain't your body no more. So you can't go with what you feel. Matter of fact, you're not supposed to act on everything you feel. We, we're so backwards in this world. I just feel like it's right. Well, well, then, what makes the thief wrong for how he feels? What makes the murderer wrong for how he fits? There has to be a higher power that brings balance to everything. Because if everybody got their own truth, how's the murderer wrong? Oh, I believe he wrong. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That means you usurping your truth over my truth. So we can all have our own truth and I want you dead and that's my truth. Let me fulfill my truth. So we don't go with everything we feel. Even if it feels good, it don't mean that we go with the feeling. Quiet in this Presbyterian church. You know why? Because we ain't praying. We ain't talking to God. We got drive-by prayers. We ain't really having, come on, some of you, I keep, we getting in this, we getting in this relationship series. I can take my glasses off right now because I don't need to see your face anyway. And I keep trying to tell y'all, some of y'all single sisters, I'm talking more to y'all. Y'all around here hurt, can't trust no man, can't put up with no man, because all these men, well, what are, we, what are you doing with all these men? And you ain't, you ain't said not one of them was your husband. So what was you doing practicing wife anyway? What do you mean you can't trust him? God never told you to get that much up to him. He told you to submit to a husband, not a boyfriend, not a boo thing, not a, not a, not a cougar or whatever y'all. He didn't tell you to submit to none of that. The only woman that got a right to be hurt is a woman that was with a man and did not have sex with him, did not live with him, or a woman that was married and gave her all to the marriage and he forfeited on his agreement. Other than that, all you single sisters that have four, five, ten men, you ain't hurt. You got a bad process of choosing men. Brother, you ain't heard it ain't that you can't trust women. You have no right to be hurt. You tried to take God's system and use it the wrong way and make it right for you. You should have prayed about her. You should have prayed about him. You should have asked God, is he the one? And you should have made him buy the cookies, not open the pack and close it back. So 
what do you mean you can't trust men? You got to recorrect. You got to make this, see, in this dismiss, say, yeah, are we trying to make God, if Jesus was here today, it'd be totally different. He don't mind if we live together. We don't mind. You know, you got to try for your body. Well, it ain't working. It ain't working. You had 10 tries. It ain't working. It's some cause that they don't let you test drive. You got to buy that one. Because we only allow the one that purchased it to put the miles on it. And the problem with both men and women, you got too many miles on you. And you can't sell a used car brand new. No, I'm not calling you useless. I'm just saying. Some of this stuff we're doing is foolish. And you're trying to say you hurt, you're not hurt. If we would stick with the Bible says, so, your, so shall your plans be established and they will succeed. God got his success. And listen, when God tells us not to lie with somebody else, he's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to keep us in success. When he tells us to do right by all men and don't do evil for evil and don't do railing for railing, that's success. He's not trying to hurt. That's going to hurt me if I let them get. You're not letting them get over on you. You're saving you from hurt. See, the devil say, you better not do that. You better not love your enemies. See, God trying to set you up. No, 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 no. God is not trying to set you up to be hurt. He's setting you up to protect you because he has success on his mind. What parent does not want their child to be successful? But we've allowed religion and this old false theology to paint a wrong picture about us and our... See, I say this all the time, Kel. People do not have a problem with where God is. He's Elohim, high. People don't have a problem where Jesus is, right? Ooh, but when you talk about where God put us, that he put us right up under him, oh, there you go. You're trying, to, you're trying to say we God's. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm telling you where God put me. I'm telling you where God put me. The Bible says he made me a little lower than him. So what you going to believe? You're going to let man's theology put you, you just a servant. You, you just filthy rags. No, 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 no. How am, how am I a filthy rag hid in Christ? You ever thought about that? You know more than a filthy rag. I'm here in Christ, bro. I'm here in Christ, sis. How am I a filthy rag? I'm a filthy rag without him, but I got him. And then you get to running with this and get to liking this and get to sharing this. And you just say they're right. And now you wonder why all these demons in your life and in your house because you invited something false that God never said. You are royalty. My God from heaven. Did you hear what I said? I said, you are wrong. And the moment you give new meaning to life and paint a new pitch on the canvas of your imagination of who you are, things around you will start changing. My baby girl, Kyra, mom, well, she my, I, all, they all my babies. She's the oldest daughter, Kyra. She used to be so shy. Man, she used to try, try to hide behind me back then when I was taking the McDonald's. She tried to hide me and whisper her order and stuff like that, you know. And she with her uncle, Uncle Terry, I'm throwing him out. He'll let them do that. You know, me, I, I was like, nah, they ain't doing it. You know, but he, uncle, he let them get by with it. You know what I'm saying? Me, on the other hand, nah, I step to the side. I say, if you don't order, you don't eat. So she had to get up there. I want to order. I said, you're not going to talk low like that. That lady can't hear you. Order the food. Talk up. Well, see. If any of y'all had a saw me, you'd be like, oh, he's such a horrible parent talking to her like that. Well, see, my point of view was different than your view. My point of view is I saw her here one, one day. Your point of view, you saw her in line at McDonald's. I knew that if I didn't correct 
what she was doing in the line at McDonald's, she would not be able to stand boldly here and lead you into worship. So I had to correct it at the line at McDonald's so she could be bold here on the stage. So that, that, that once little girl, young lady y'all saw leading that worship song and telling you to lift your hands and sound like a preacher was once the shy girl afraid to order her food. But I had to get that out of her and turn her into a bold woman of God. Threw her under the bus. All my kids, they know, get thrown under the bus. Here's a side note to my prophetic word I've done. The thing that Satan disturbs the most in your life, God, I'm just asking y'all, man, the Lord is just beseeching us, and I, don't, don't excuse my hollering for it's my it's passion. I've experienced this in my own life as a pastor, guys. And let me tell you something. God doesn't give the pastor passes. He don't. He don't say, oh, because you're a preacher, you don't have to do it. Because you're a preacher, it's all, no, 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 no. He holds me even more accountable. So hear what I'm saying. The thing that Satan disturbs the most in your life, please listen to me. And if you, let this be your first day. And, and, and you know, the reason Satan used these past few years to fight against pastors so much it's because he only wanted y'all to come here to check Sunday off your list. That's it. I know some of y'all are in this room only because you heard of this church and you just wanted to come see what it's about. I know, I know some of y'all are here for that purpose. Oh, they got all the lights and over there. You know, that's the million-dollar church. You know, all, I know you heard all that. And you just come to see. Just come to see. Hopefully, this is set up by God, though, to get you to change your mind and really begin to grow in this thing. The thing that Satan disturbs the most in your life, listen to me, would be your prayer time and your Bible time. The more I spend time with this, the more I start looking like this. You ever notice, no disrespect, ladies, I'm just talking about the street ladies now. You ever notice how the street girls, all of them look like reality shows? You know why? Because that's what they spend their most time with. And what you begin to spend your most time with, you begin to mimic. You begin to act like. Now, every female is a B. That started with them, that started with them shows. I'm a bad B. That started with them reality shows. That's how all females talk to each other now. So if it's become the norm to dis, oh, that's honorable. That's honorable. Well, why when you get mad, you, call, you still call her that? Why, why it's not another word when you're mad at her? But we use the same word when we mad, and we use the same word when we cool. No, no, my daughters, I bet not ever hear them call themselves a bee. Because you're not a dog. Because that's what the word means, right? So why are you mad when a man treats you like you're on a leash? Because that's what you said, and you say you're a bad one, which means you want a pit bull. So why are you mad when he dog you out? Because that's what you call yourself, and you say you're a bad one. What you mad about? See, see, we got so much stuff, oh, God, from heaven. We got so much stuff that we don't correct. And, and see, ladies, can I talk to y'all for a minute? Because for the most part, we growing up in single-parent homes, and for the most part, we with y'all. I'm going to show you how the danger of this. Y'all ready for this? Because some of that stuff y'all need to push away from. You're spending too much time with the wrong stuff. And I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay you because that's a correction that we men, we got to make as well. But I want you to think about something for a moment. Here's a, here's a little man. Got his hair plaited, he got his wands on, you know, when he got his ears pierced, right? He dressed like you, he shawled. Now watch this, I want you to think about this. 
he get around you and your girlfriends, and they look at him and they start complimenting. Ooh, he's so handsome. He's so cute. And then you say this, he going to be breaking all the hearts. Just want you to listen. He going to have all the women chasing him. Well, one day he got to grow up now and meet y'all. But he, was, he heard his mama say he going to have, and her girlfriend say, he going to have all the women. And he going to break all the ladies' hearts. I wonder where all these broken hearts coming from these women, though. Why y'all mad? Because you said he going to have all the women. And he going to break all. So he was trained to be a heartbreaker. We thought we was just having fun with the compliment, but the Bible says death in life. You never said he going to be a one-woman man. You never corrected your girlfriends. Baby, don't say that about my son. I'm living broken out from his daddy, so I sure don't want him to be brokenhearted. You're going to be a one-man woman. You're going to be a one-woman man. And he's going to take care of that one woman. I just got him looking good right now because he's my baby. No, no, no. You laugh right there with him, girl. Yeah, he's going to be breaking all the hearts, girl. He's going to have all the women. Well, he got all the women. He turned out just like you said. What we mad about? Come on, man. That's what you say over your sons. Your sorry self. Because in your mind, say he need to be a fighter, need to jump on everything, which means you're trying to put your anger on you, on him. Because you don't know how to express your emotions, so you tell him to shut his up just like you shut yours up. So he breaks up, a, he grows up a fighter, and all he know how to do is hit when he's upset. He don't know how to talk. Because you didn't teach him how to talk. He don't know how that some, yeah, we don't cry about everything, but there's some things, man, if it hurt, it's all right to cry. And you pat him on your back and say, okay, come on, come on, you all right. Come on, get it together, get it together. And coach him out of the tears. Don't tell him, don't cry. Because if man wasn't supposed to cry, God wouldn't have given us tear ducts. Nut, nut. But this is what we're building in our community, and we wonder why we got all the trauma. Wonder why everybody need a therapist now. We not watching what we saying. We spew this hate in our community. That's how I know we don't have no prayer life because the more you start communicating with God, God will start telling you, fix your mouth. The prayer always puts a mirror in front of you first. <laughs> That's right, Sister Hill. Don't. When you start praying, the first thing God throws up is a mirror because he wants to fix you first. Because it's never other people that need to be fixed. It's you. And if he can fix you, then you, you're never affected by what other. I'm not, you know how many people that stab me in my back, talk about me, do. They, listen, I'm disappointed, but it don't change who Vince is. Because I'm not controlled by your opinion of me. Satan is going to attack your Bible time and he's going to attack your prayer time. Two things he don't want you to do. Because Bible, God is sowing in. Prayer, God is speaking out. He don't want you to have no relationship with God. And I'm going to say something else to y'all. These little one-minute morning manner things y'all want to do real quick, throw one scripture in, it's not working. It's not working. That's a good start, but you need to grow from that.
right way, it's not going to be a church. I was talking to a pastor, and I'm done. I was talking to a pastor yesterday. I had to talk him off the ledge. I could, t I could hear it in his voice, Kevin. He was about to quit. He was done with ministry. He was frustrated. I said, well, brother, let me tell you something. He said, oh, he started talking about churches and kind of threw us in the conversation. And, you know, and I said, well, let me tell you something, man. I said, starting church on time, having clean facilities, mom, having a lot of people at your church, that's not success. That's excellence. And what we've done, we've confused or, or tried to merge and marry excellence with success. No, every church should be excellent. We should have uh, services that start on time. We should have impactful services. We should have other ways for members to engage. And we should believe for growth. That's excellence. But that's not success. Success is the growth of the people not the growth of the church. But we've made success the growth of the church even if the people don't grow. And I know it's not success because I don't want to ask you to show your hands, but I guarantee you right now if I would ask the people in this room that have shared the gospel intentionally and prayed the prayer of salvation with someone in the past month to raise their hand, I couldn't even get a 10% of the room to raise their hand. Which then tells me that success is really not happening because when you disciple someone else, they should have in them the desire to disciple someone else. To reach someone else who is lost because of how Christ impacted their lives. They want to reach. And when that happens, now we're experiencing success. But if we just having nice services with nice lights and big screens and awesome systems to get people connected. We're just excellent in ministry. We're not having success in ministry because success is the growth of the person, not the growth of the church. And what I want, what I want, I'm, to those people that just came to see, bye. I don't want you here because this is not a site church. I'm here to grow you. I'm here to grow you. That's my job, to put the Word of God in you and grow you as a person. If you're looking for entertainment, there are a bunch of them in the city. Go find it. You're looking for mess. You're looking for foolishness. Listen, I can get a fool with you. Don't let the soup fool you. But that's not what I'm called to. I'm called to grow you. And that's what we're going to do here at this church. Kendall, we're going to grow as a people. But we can't grow as a people if we're not praying. Husbands, it's, 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 it's man's month. Husbands, you, gotta, you need to get in prayer, bruh. Let me get off my sisters. Bruh, bruh, you got to get in prayer, man. She may be more spiritually mature than you. She may be up on, that's all right. God, we're looking for you. If it ain't number, Lord, I'm here. You, God, I'm, I'm here, man. I don't, I don't know much to say, man. This whole thing new to me, man. But I promise you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come up in here, and I just need you to visit me, man, to say something to me. And then just start talking to him. You may not have all the scriptures like Pastor Guy. Hang around me long enough, it'll get in you. But you got to start having a conversation. Come on. You didn't know her. Uh-oh, I'm about to go somewhere. You ain't know her. But you decide you pull a little close. And at least type, try to have some type of rap game. Well, why you won't do that with God? God, I'm, I'm not sure about you, Lord, but I'm willing to. I'm at least willing to come close and say something, Lord. And if it's just God, make me a better man. 
God, I'm, I, I see some of my daddy ways in me, and I don't like them ways. I hear what she's saying, Lord. Is she telling the truth? Is she right about what she's saying? Am I mean? Is it my way? Do I not allow her to speak? I mean, at least, am I not even at least hearing what she got to say, even if I don't agree, God? Am I robbing her of a voice? Am I too mean to my kids, God? How about you sit your family down at the table, have some communion, and say, hey, hey, kids, hey, baby, this is an opportunity. I can receive the constructive criticism I prep myself for. It. Will y'all share with me what it is that y'all may not like about me? First of all, tell me what you like about me. Now, could you share with me what you may not like about me, what you would like for me to change? And you'll be amazed at how the softness of your kids and your wife's heart will start communicating with you what they, and, and one of your children will say, Dad, I just, I appreciate everything you buy, but I just love to have more time with you. And you can't revert back, well, my daddy didn't spend no time with me. He paid the bills. That's what I meant. No, 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 no. Paying the bills ain't enough. Your children need your presence, brother. They want you. I don't know how to do that. Just be present. They'll show you. Be a, be a student. Don't be the teacher. Just be a student. You ain't got to be a teacher. You ain't got to be the teacher in everything, brother. You could be the student right now. Just show me, baby. She want to put some fingernail polish on your nails. You ain't going that route. Gone, girl. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Don't put them on now. I'll take it off later. She a little girl. She don't know no difference. Hey, call your mom in here to do that. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. It ain't that deep. It, it, you question your manhood? You know who you are. You know thing. We got to get our families back, man. That's, that's why I'm teaching this series, man. We have no concern for our families. The strength... I wish I could find this. I said I'm done, but I want to read to you something I saved in my phone. It broke my heart when I read it. We really don't know who we are. I don't think we understand the effects of what, uh, here it is. This is from, I wish I could put, I don't know how I can send that to you all so y'all can put it up there on the thing. What is the, uh, what is the airdrop? What is the, what is the, uh, what is the device up there called? Is it Worship MacBook Pro? What is it? Say again, ProPresenter computer, can I give it to you? ProPresenter computer, okay, that's coming to you. I want y'all to read this and I'm gonna let y'all go. I want y'all to see something. I want y'all to see something and see if he, can, if he can get it up there and then I promise you I'm not closing again, we done. <laughs> I'm not closing again. I promise you I'm not closing again. Did, did anything I say help y'all? We'll, we'll get more into it the next time, but I want y'all to see this right here. Uh, this is from uh, Lord, whatever his name is. Oh, he's a British Parliament. And notice the date, February the 2nd, 18 what? 35. Now, now I'm going to read this, and I want you to see what he said. I have traveled across the length and breadth of Africa, and I have not seen one person who is a beggar. Ain't that amazing? Every time they show us Africa, they show us beat-down folk and stuff like this. Now, this is this man writing back to the queen, 1835. He said, I have not seen one beggar. He's in Africa. Who is a, uh, I've not seen a person, one person who was a beggar, who was a thief. Such wealth I have seen in this country. Such high moral values. People of such caliber that I do not think we would ever conquer this country unless 
we break the very backbone of this nation. Let's find out what he defined the backbone as. Which is... Which is a spiritual and cultural heritage. Come on. And therefore, I propose that we replace her old and ancient education system. Her culture. For if the Africans think that all that is foreign and English is good and greater than their own, they will lose their self-esteem, their native culture, and they will become what we want them to be, a truly dominant nation. And that has just found its way to us over to the United States of America. Think about it. Morals, do anything you feel. Whatever that body feel like it won't, you just do it. It don't even matter what it is. Even when the Bible says we shouldn't do it. And so that's, I feel like well, all feelings, emotions are real, but they can't be trusted. Notice that spiritual heritage. We don't need church. I got a relationship with God, but you burning sage and rubbing stones. So you mixing God with other stuff, but yet your boyfriend or your husband couldn't mix you with someone. He said, we can break all of that down. We have no problem with the people. Here's what I'm asking you to do. You've got to carve out some time to pray. And you've got to protect that time. Come on, do your hands like this. Say, protect that time. That's God time and that's your time. See your life right there and you've got to protect that time. There are a bunch of things that are going to try to rob you of that time. A pillow in the morning time will rob you of that time. A soft leg beside you <laughs> will rob you of that time, right? Not doing things. Some of you don't have time because you're not structured. You need to iron clothes and get stuff prepared the day before so you're not waking up the next morning trying to iron four and five uniforms and stuff like that. If you would steward your life properly, you can protect. That's just some easy things you need to do to protect this time because you need this time. This time is your life. And it ain't got to be a lot of time. It's just time that you got to make sure you protect and get to. If you protect that time, everything about your life will change. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for this day. I pray that what I said, God, was heard with passion and conviction and not with frustration and fussing because my desire is that your people will grow in you. In Jesus' name, give us a heart for prayer. Give us a heart and a thirst for you. Give us a hunger for your presence, Lord, in the name of... And I'm asking God to those who will be doing this for the first time or coming back to this place of prayer, that you meet them there. That it not be an empty place, God, but that you will allow your spirit to meet them in that precious moment. and That they hear your voice afresh and anew in Jesus' name. Where every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here today, you don't know... for tuning into our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. 
Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.